Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. You are listening to Storygram Podcast Network. Hello, welcome to One Media, One Media, where we take two forms of media and talk about it. <laughs> I am Takeshi. Anyone? <laughs> yeah, why not? I am Takeshi. With me, I have Santos. And today, we're going to talk about... Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay, I had to write down the genres on Netflix. It was so funny. It was romantic anime, uh-huh. comedy anime, and lovable loser. Oh, cute. That's, yeah, it's perfect. That is perfect. Yeah, <laughs> the perfect descriptions. Yeah, it was written by Izumi Sabaki. And it was actually published by Square Enix, which is really surprising. They're known for making video games. Oh. You didn't know. Nope. Uh, Okay, so the manga started in August 25th, 2011, and it's still going. And it's 11 volumes. And the interesting thing about the author of it is her life is actually like one of the main characters, Nozaki. She entered a manga contest and she won it, and that's how she started her manga a career. As like a teenager? Yeah, as a teenager. Wow. And if there's like eleven volumes, is there gonna be more animated versions? I don't think so. <sighs> okay. It's so upsetting. Yeah, I know because the way it <laughs> ended. Because it started in July seventh. 2014, and it went till September 22nd, 2014. So I think this is it. There is... This one, this one was kind of weird. I think there is a CD that you could listen to where they do some voice acting. That's weird. Like an old-timey radio <laughs> yeah, show. I, I guess whatever. it still happens yeah. in Japan. That's cool. And what's really funny in Japan is that there's manga charts... Quite What's like, like a music chart? Like where you rank? Yeah. Oh, where did they rank? Did you have their ranking? It's not my notes, but I think it was 18th when it first came out. And it went pretty high up. So Thanks. it's pretty good. It's such a silly series. We'll get into the plot because it's yes. that silly. It's about this girl named Chio. She is the first year in high school and she goes over and she wants to confess her love to this guy, Nuzaki. And she flubs, and instead of saying, I'm in love with you, or I like you, she says, I'm your biggest fan. And Nozaki secretly is a manga artist, and so he thought that she found out and gave her an autograph. Yes. (laughs) And then she's like, no, I mean, I mean, I want to hang out with you. I want to be with you. And he's like, well, why don't you come over? 
and he put her to work since he knew that she draws and she's in art class. So she, yeah. she does all the, what was it? The highlighting? Beta. The beta. She, she does, does beta. all the black. And he knew her from art club, like had seen yeah. her. Paintings. He's seen her And so art. he knew he, she could draw and paint. So he's like, oh, good. Yeah, hang out. And then just put her to work as an assistant. <laughs> um, it's so messed up, but so good. Wait, is his pen name for his, his manga pen name is, is, like is a girl's actually, name, yeah, right? It's a, it's a female's name. It's Sakiko Yamino. And she knew who that was because it yeah. was from like the volume of monthly girls. Yeah, it's from a romance shoujo manga. So she's always trying to find ways for him to kind of fall in love with him or like think of things or scenarios or whatever that should be kind of romantic. But then in reality, it's just kind of bad or cheesy and not what she thought it would turn out like. Yes. The whole entire series. It- it is. It's so good because she's like, maybe this mean he means he loves me, you know. And she like builds it up in her head as if she's in one of those cartoons, and yeah. it's not. And he's obsessed with his art and his stories, yeah. so he does things because he's testing it out to see if that's what a character would do or right. a scenario he would write about. So she gets caught up in those moments. And he's kind of dense or like not dense, but just like very dry humor. It's kind of obvious that she's into him. And for some strange reason, he doesn't see it, which I think is hilarious. Yes, it's so funny. And there's really good friend characters in this. And he uses them as inspirations for his stories, which right. I thought was funny. And he's always switching the genders. So yeah, it's he's like always he'll switching base... the genders so they <laughs> yeah. won't know. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. Funny. Yeah, that's what I love about this. And I think one of them is Mikoto. He's the guy with the red hair. Yes. And he does the... What's it called? I liked this because they focused a lot on actually drawing and like the making of. Right. Like, and so and so they all had their different parts. And so she did like beta, like just filling in, which I didn't think about. Like, oh, someone's filling in all of this. He does kind of like action backgrounds with flowers. Yeah. Like all pretty when people look all sparkly and happy or there's like a mood. He does those backgrounds. Right. Oh, it's interesting. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> And then one of them actually does all the backgrounds, but he's also the club president. Something, yeah, like very involved in the drama. Club. That's uh, Kashima. Yeah, no, no Kashima no, no, no. is that's, the actress. That's the actress, Tori, then. And they know about it, but they're all in secret. And that's what's funny is... So people will see Hori taking strange pictures and stuff because he wants background references. Or they'll see that these boys all know this monthly girl's romance cartoons and so they're like why are these guys obsessed with this book you know <laughs> yeah because they all have <laughs> that it was on funny. because <laughs> yeah. it's such a girly thing it's like made for like yeah. teenage girls so like some of them are perplexed nozaki tried to tell his friends that he was doing this manga but they didn't believe him because he yeah. uses a different pen name so he just chose to ignore it and just keep it a secret yeah, so it's like, so it's really funny. <laughs> and they have such strange characters like Kashima, who you mentioned. It's a girl, but she's like the most charming girl in the school. So she's she's got short hair. She looks kind of like a boy, but like she's attractive and all the girls love her. So it's yeah. so funny that she's like charming all these girls and she plays a prince on stage. Because she's really tall. Yeah. <laughs> That's the part I thought was funny. Yeah. And then the other girl, who's what was her name? Sio. Oh, and she's like a terror. Like yeah, a terror. she's an incredible <laughs> singer. 
but yeah. she is very brash and kind of a tomboy in a and way. Like vulgar. Yeah, and like brutal. Like she's violent. <laughs> violent in every way. Yeah, he's so funny. Yeah, the guy characters are more sensitive. Like, That's what's so cool. Put together in some ways, like of knowing like what is etiquette and the girls don't seem to have that type of... <laughs> like the main character girls don't seem to have that kind of sensibility. Like they're just kind of doing their own thing and pushing boundaries on stuff. So Yeah. And then uh, Mikado, he looks really good and all the girls like fall over him, but he doesn't know how to interact with girls. <laughs> yes, he's really so funny. cheesy. He'll say stupid, cheesy things or he loses his confidence really fast. And it's funny because he looks just like a popular boy. Like he should be the yeah. popular boy, but he's like full of insecurities. And yeah, he's got <laughs> of the mouth. Yes, and he's <laughs> obsessed with girls and stuff, but not in real life. Like it's like, yeah, like manga girls. Or Japan yes. must be so strange. I swear <laughs> to God, this <laughs> this is a weird magnifying glass of what Japan is might be like. It must or be like so commenting on right, like how high school is or something. It's interesting. So I really liked it. I thought it was really funny at first, though. At the very, very beginning of the first episode, I was a little bit confused because Chio is like the tiniest person. And uh, why did I just forget his name? No, Saki is like a giant. He's so tall. He almost looks like an adult. So at first I was like, that looks weird. And then I realized he's a senior. So, or is he older? Is he he's like a in third a third year, I think. Third yeah. year. So it's like, okay. But he's also just like freakishly tall. He used to be a basketball player in middle school. And then he decided to drop out because he. Ended up drawing manga and writing yeah. manga the whole entire time. <laughs> romance manga. <laughs> yeah, romance not manga. And the funny thing about him too is he gives advice to guys about girls and relationships, but he's never been in a relationship, it seems like. Yeah, he said he'd never been in love. Oh, so you said the author is similar to him, but he had that neighbor as well, who was a girl oh, who was doing yeah. manga right. um, undercover who was just in college. So it made me think, did she write herself in? I think she did. The editors of the publications are really funny. Oh my God, the editors are so good. So is that her commenting on her experience maybe too? I'm wondering. I love it. I thought it was fun because it was like very like Yeah, layered. after last week's, so I figured you might like this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I needed. This is where I needed to live. I was like, oh my God. It's a perfect amount of episodes. It's like so good. If there's more, I don't know if it'd be better. I just... I wish there world, was more because it does kind of end just, okay, whatever. Yeah. Life goes on. Did you like the school mascot or whatever? What was the school mascot? I can't it's remember. It's like a Pegasus. Like it was like really? a Pegasus. Yeah, it's like I there's a statue of like a it. horse oh, that's standing so with like wings. <laughs> I was like, what? I watched so, it twice and I didn't notice that. Part. Yeah, I thought you would. <laughs> I don't know if it's a unicorn or if it's just like a winged horse, but that's I thought that was wing. funny. That is hilarious. Yeah. And the thing I like about this, because it seems like a lot of slice of life animes and mangas when they do the focus on the one thing it's like they're going to tournaments and they're talking about it non-stop and it, it goes overboard because they want you to yes. get into it where this is a little bit more okay this is what happens in life this is how you do the beta blah blah blah, blah but it's not like forced into your face that's why i really liked about it that's true because it actually made me want to learn more at one point they were doing stuff and they needed screens 
right. and layers and they use exacto knives to cut things out and I was like oh I didn't realize how yeah I you know, know I don't either. know anything about the drawing of stuff like that so it's like oh it's kind of cool so it makes you interested in it but like you said it doesn't overboard you with like too much information like so detailed that you're like who cares back to the story <laughs> yeah right now I'm watching a volleyball anime I don't know why I'm watching it <laughs> <laughs> and it just goes into about five minutes or 10 minutes about spiking the ball in the different positions. And then they get into this whole entire thing about how important the position that this one guy is in and blah, blah, blah. And that's really just force feed me volleyball. And they're just talking about volleyball nonstop where this doesn't do that. And that's what I like about it. it the only one that's fun. really into it you know, hardcore into the manga is Nozaki. Yeah. He's like the one and he's getting people who have certain talents into it instead. So it's not like one small animation of them just drawing for five minutes straight and it's going in slow motion. That's true. It could have went there. It could have done like, because they do like, he stays up all night drawing with his friends and you're not stuck in an all night drawing fest. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, it could have, like, really detailed in and shown it. Yeah, all. they could have cued in this really awful, romantic, kind of weird piano music with, like, these weird swooshes and swashes while they're drawing because that's the what happens. It's so annoyed. It's funny. It's like we really only got Chio's real inner world for the most part. So we you don't get overwhelmed with too many people's inner worlds. And and there's not a lot of backstory. Like you're not getting like into these deep, complicated, troubled teenagers' <laughs> no, it's lives. Light. It is yeah, so it is light. You don't ever hear about anybody's parents no. or their family. It's just them and their yeah. inner circle of friends to make this manga. Yeah. Oh, I did notice that in Japan, Valentine's Day is girls giving boys candy. Isn't that weird? Gifts. Yeah, and, the other and one they is have a white different day. day. White day is for the girls Less to receive really. gifts. That's yeah. what tripped me out too. That's yeah, what's I thought that was funny. I had heard from friends from Japan that they said Christmas is like Valentine's Day to them in some ways. Like it's oh, a couple's holiday. Like you just get your sweetheart a gift oh. as well. Like that's how they adopted Christmas. Because they're not. Better. Christian or anything like that. But it's not even just for little kids. It's like... Yeah. Because there's different days. There's boy day and girl day, like where girls get dolls. It's like March 3rd is one of them. And it's like a numbers thing. So I don't know. But I just thought that was kind of fun to see that. Like, oh, Valentine's Day, who you give chocolates to and and you give it to Right. That was such a sad Valentine's Day. (laughs) Yes. I feel so bad for You just really like her. Yeah, yeah. And I think it is kind of good to put a little bit of realism into the romance kind of thing where someone might not ever see how they feel about you, even though you're trying to do all these things for this person. That's pretty real. No, it's true. And it takes time. It's not like a manga where it's like, oh, we're in love instantly and all this stuff. So yeah, it is funny. Like it is funny to lies. see compared. <laughs> like goddamn eraser and yeah, that one. I'm so salty about that one. <laughs> right? <laughs> right when I got to like, they're going to have to have sex sooner or later. I was like, okay. Oh, you didn't even get that far. I did not. I think I watched three episodes <laughs> and I was like, this is too much. It was too much tension. Yeah, it was <laughs> I was too like, spicy. But it was like that. And I'm not against like the dramatic 
romantic yeah. um, animes. But I do enjoy one making fun of the genre. <laughs> so it's like, so it's, I would definitely recommend this one. Yeah, if you're like into kind of the silly romantic comedy that doesn't really go anywhere, but you do kind of learn about manga, well, then this is for you. Yeah, and it's smart, though. It's, like, funny. It's making fun of it a little bit, so... And I bet you Bart was rolling his eyes. Yes, he was. And I asked him, he's like, oh, are you going to watch this? I was like, I need to watch, like, at least two episodes a night. You know what I mean? Like, to watch it in time. And he was like, I guess I'll go in the other room. (laughs) I was like, is it that bad? And he was like... He said what gets him is like, it's too spastic. The emotions, everyone's emotions are still so strong. And he's like, what's it mean when there's lines? What's it mean when their faces look dead? And I'm like, oh, like it's too much. It's like to him, it feels all over the place. And he's an artist. Yeah. But I think he's emotional. So he's like, it's too much real life. probably. So (laughs) he could be like Mikushiba, right? I know. I'll have to find one. He's like dark and stormy. You know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah. yeah. I relate to Chio quite a bit. I relate to a lot of these characters, actually. They're so great. Yeah. Yeah, Because I went to Mills College and it's all women. So I totally relate to knowing. A Kashima, like a girl that just can swoon other girls super hard like that. It's like, oh my God, I know girls like that. <laughs> right. So that was funny. I was oh, like, oh, hilarious. I know her. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that was funny. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You can get into it. That's fine. <laughs> I did. I liked it. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad you liked it. I don't know. I mean, I guess it doesn't have any action in it. Well, that's weird things but that's what i like i just like slice life anime myself mm-hmm. so i would love to see her other stuff like if she makes anything else. she does she does yes now she's so you smart ask. and like had such good commentary knowing now that she was in this world for a while i think oh i bet her other stuff's pretty funny she has something called orisama teacher which is obviously about being a teacher it's a romantic comedy it's just a manga and then there is one called the Magic Touch, which ended in 2007, which is also a manga only. This is the only one that kind of took off. So she does have a catalog. Yeah, watch it. And we'll be right back. Storygram Network. And we are back. And we're going to talk about our next form of media. And that is... You find it. <laughs> Music. Music. And it is this band called Dope Body. And the, the actual thing is called Homebody. This was actually recently released in 2020. Uh, I think it came out last week. They broke up in 2016. And they've been working together since 2019 to come out with this one album. And they recorded it all emailing each other through Zoom or whatnot. Just kind of yes, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm impressed that we're listening to something that just came out like a week yeah. ago. <laughs> so it's like, oh, look at us. <laughs> yeah, and they took a, I guess, what they call a mixtape approach to this. What's that mean? 
What does that mean? In hip hop culture, it often describes a self-produced or independently released album issued free of charge to gain publicity or avoid possible copyright infringement, which had no samples in it. But it's really short and bite-sized. It's the way to kind of show off the MC's skills. Where this, all the songs are at the most three minutes. It's kind of a short album. It's a 30-minute album. It's a 30-minute album, and looks like there's about 13 tracks on it. Actually, I like this album quite a bit. I was really surprised. The way I found out about it is I was watching this thing called The Needle Drop, where Anthony Fantano was reviewing it, and him describing it made me so intrigued. I thought, well, maybe I should check this out. And I thought the first couple songs were kind of impressive, and I played it for you. I was like, this sounds really interesting. All right, let's go for this. The way to describe the music, their categories on Wikipedia is noise rock, which, yes, post-hardcore, I could agree with that, hardcore punk, sludge metal, or alternative rock. And I think that kind of just checks every box with this I don't know band. what sludge metal is, so that's the only one I question. But <laughs> the rest of them sound about right. I don't know, but maybe sludge, that's sludge metal. Maybe that is. So yeah. it's, it would be hard for me to call it metal, but I don't know. There's so many genres around metal, I guess, these days. That's true. And it is kind of strange that they did this, but they also, right before they released this album, they released a mixtape of just their favorite punk rock and some demos of this album. And they did it for a day. They made a couple million and all the proceeds just went to the artists that they were showcasing. They did covers of of songs they liked? No, they had it on their band camp of their favorite music. Oh, okay. That's what I was able to understand. It was hard to kind of decipher the interview or what the review. How many people are in the band? There are four people in the band. Okay. And I guess they had another bassist, but he was replaced in the 2010s era. And I guess they used to have full albums, but they decided just to kind of go for more of this mixtape approach of the short albums, short songs, kind of noise in between. It's very interesting. If rock and roll is really going this way, I'm okay with it. But I feel like it's not new. Yeah, it's kind of retro. Yeah, like when you showed me a little sample, I was like, yeah, I could probably get into this. But I couldn't get through it. You couldn't get through it. I didn't listen to it enough. And I like noisy so I'm not like like so <laughs> right. weak about music. Like but this one was just noisy to me, like where it wasn't like fun noisy. It oh, was okay. like oh, I need to have like a drink or be in a bar or something <laughs> to oh. enjoy this or something. Listening to it, I feel like they appreciate so many types of music in that genre. Like when you just said like, oh, they were posting like whatever bands and musicians they love. I'm like, they sound like they like a lot of things. And then they c- try to cram it all <laughs> into one <laughs> band. And it's like, oh, there's no space in it. Yeah. So that's where I got kind of like, oh, this is too much for me. Like, like I couldn't hook into it. So. I liked it a lot. Uh, to me, I love the noisiness of it and just how full it sounded. But it was still pretty well recorded. It does have like this weird 70s underground style of recording, and that's what I really liked about it. It felt edgy to me. That's fair. I was interested in seeing like the sounds because some of it sounds like to me, and this is like not that long ago to me, like it reminds me of early like white stripes or early like that time period, like the 2005. 
1995-ish. I don't know what that time period was where music came out where it was like a little bit grittier sounding. And and then it's like the pop music that was like pop. Right. Sound, like with Strokes and I can't remember the other ones. Like Modest Mouse was really big then. And it, so it gave me that vibe again. Like, it gave oh my, you that oh, vibe. Going, I don't know just how they... It's scratchier and like more raw sounding. So it's like it reminded me of that time period. Figured this might be down your alley. I wasn't too sure. Maybe I'll try it again. <laughs> it's pretty good. They do have some interludes in there. I wonder if I would like them if they were in a mix too, like certain songs. Yeah, certain songs. It might be better in a mixtape. Yeah, like with other music. <laughs> yeah. To break it up. That's all. Like I might need it broken up. I really, I mean. What's your favorite songs on it? Junk 75 is one of my favorites here. To me, it kind of has this weird Black Sabbath thickness to it. And then at the same time, it has this weird kind of punk sound to it. I don't know. I it definitely really like sounds this very album. punk. So and yeah. I do think they have that down. But not the punk that's going so fast that it's... Like old punk. Yeah, old like, punk. Like you said, like there's such a vintage sound to it. But right. then it's layered with like a lot of noise. Yeah, with the, like this thickness that a lot of that punk didn't have is the only way they can explain it. Well, yeah. just that song right there. That was a thick sound right there. Um, do you have any favorite songs? No. <laughs> no. no I, didn't listen. I honestly, I probably need to give it more of a chance. I just got, I think, I don't know. Like, you know, you listen to something and you're like, I don't know. And I, to like <laughs> I, don't I didn't know. listen to it enough. Like where you have to like kind of, push through and listen and listen and then get into their world. And I don't think I gave them that much of a chance. Yeah. Off the bat, I was like, eh. Right. For me, the interludes or whatever you want to call them that were a little bit noisy or whatever, they didn't really work for me, but everything else worked pretty good. And I'm kind of surprised that they didn't really, they just kind of sent each other this email a riff and then they kind of just built around it and they sent it back to someone else and then they kept on recording it that way then they put it together like someone puts someone it all would, together yeah which to me is pretty incredible that they even yeah. came out like this that sounds like an interesting process are they do they all live far apart no <laughs> like I said, they were. They just don't want to do studio stuff. Like, yeah, is, I guess are they not. are they on a label? Like, how does that work? Yeah, they are on a label. I think. Let's see what label is it now. You know, everything's so confusing with this indie stuff. <laughs> I do love that they named Drag this album City? Homebody. I thought that was funny. Yeah, well, they were working on it still during this whole entire pandemic. And yeah, so it kind of made clever. sense. And I think they do mention COVID in here. And, you see, I figured Bart might like this album, too. <laughs> no? You didn't like it. That's like anything. No, that, he'll be so mad if he hears that. <laughs> really? He likes lots of things. He does like lots of things. No, not this. Interesting. I thought it was pretty that cool. interesting. And, uh, yeah, well, like, but maybe. Hermit King is another good one. Let's see here.
I don't know. I just like this album. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'll like the stuff you point out now. I'll be like, oh, yeah, that did sound nice. <laughs> Yo, Junk 75, I, I mean, I was just listening to I mean, I think I listened to this album off and on three, four times already. And I wouldn't mind seeing them live. <laughs> I felt like they would be good live. Like, oh, I was listening, I was like, I think I'd appreciate live. them in person. Like, I was like, I think I would just get it better. Yeah. But I don't know why. You know, a couple times I took my friends out to see some electronic groups and they didn't get it. And I was like, whoa, okay. And they ended up oh, like in- not liking them as much live. Oh. And I was like, okay, sure. That's true, though. There are groups and things that are very different from one. You know, like live versus being recorded. and But this one, I, I was very curious about what their live yeah. show would be. I wonder if there's going to be a crazy light show because sometimes I know rock bands don't want to do that anymore because it's too flashy or is it going to be kind of just them on a stage? Are they going to wear crazy things or is this just going to be them in flannel? Yeah. They should like that. I'm not so sure about them because <laughs> I don't have any like preconceived stuff like i don't even know who's in the band i don't know what yeah. they look like i don't know how long they've been around so this is just very like pure just like listening to something out of context almost oh yeah totally well that's it's good i don't hate it i would never not listen to it and like i said i'll probably <laughs> listen to the couple of songs you mentioned that you know then i'll be like let me see what Takeshi got out of it and <laughs> yeah try it again you probably made it sour apple i thought that was kind of a cool song here i'll just play it really quick kind of curious are there more bands like this <laughs> yeah that's a good question you know what i was also thinking you have way better speakers than me i'm like listening to this off my phone off a spotify app am i missing like half this, <laughs> this sound is that what you're doing most of the time yes oh is that terrible i don't know, yeah. know how to listen to music off of this. <laughs> like it's spotify's on your phone so you just play it but then it's probably like gone don't you have a garbage. stereo yeah. Oh. How do, I don't know how. Whatever. Well, <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. Let's <laughs> be offline on how to catch. She's going to teach me how to set up my <laughs> Spotify to go to my stereo so I can listen to music like a normal person. So. Yeah, I got like expensive ass monitors, and then I listen to it in my Prius. So. <laughs> it's all like beautiful sounding, and mine's like all tinny and weird, and like bouncing off like. You're like, I don't get this. (laughs) 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 Okay, well, that makes sense then. Okay, that totally makes more sense. Yeah, 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 I get it. I get it. Like a grain of salt. (laughs) I get it. I get it. (laughs) That's like a funny. Yeah, I figured either you had a stereo or you were listening to it on headphones or earbuds. I should, you know, I should listen to you on headphones. I usually do, but since I don't work in an office anymore and I'm at home, I don't need earbuds in anymore. So So you're just blasting your phone. Yes. Which is probably terrible. 
Because uh, I don't have like a nice phone. Let's just yeah, be clear well, about that. Fine. I do not have an iPhone. I don't even have a Samsung. I have like an old LG. <laughs> so it's like, it's not That's nice. fine. I mean, I'm sure that's the way most people listen to music. So That's true. Yeah, if you listen to music like me, you might not enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> If you have like a good ear and you're sensitive you're like, to your ear, you like, this sounds like trash. Give it out of my Android ear. <laughs> I probably can't even hear the beats out of my phone. <laughs> it's oh, like missing half of it or something. goodness. Whoa. I'm going to try it with earbuds. It's pretty good, man. It, I'll give it another the try. thickness. Whew, it's pretty impressive. Like I said, it gives me this weird 70s vibe out of it, but with some 2010s kind of shortness of songs and mm-hmm. a little bit better production. And I love a short song, so I know. Yeah, that's why I figured this would be right down your alley. You're like, this is perfect for Elaine. Um, <laughs> also, I was going to ask you a question about them. Where are they from? I think it said uh, they... Were from Canada and then they moved to LA. Oh, and then also, like, do they list any of their top inspirations or influences? Their influences Rage Against the Machine and Brainiac. <laughs> oh, they're can- no, they're compared to Rage Against the Machine and Brainiac. Oh. I'm sorry. They are nothing like Rage Against the Machine. I don't I get it. I would never pull that out as like a comparison. I would yeah, never yeah. be like, you know what they're like? Rage Against the Machine. Nope. <laughs> I don't see no. that either. And I kind of brushed through a couple of their other albums and I don't think it sounded anything like that. Okay. So they are from Baltimore, Maryland, but I could have swore when I read an interview from them, it said Canada, but I could be wrong. And now they're in LA. Okay. Interesting. And have they known each other a long time or is it like... You know, there's not really much about them. There's not much about them. <laughs> I looked for, yeah, I looked for interviews and there was only like one Wow. Or two. And it's just because they recently released something. But they've been releasing albums since when? 2010. 2009. 10 years they've been around? Yeah, but like I said, they broke up in 2016. And then this is their first album after the breakup. Okay. So... To me, that's pretty incredible. Do you think they're still going to keep working together or was it just this one-off album? I hope they they keep working together because I really want to see them live after this whole entire pandemic. I'll drag you with me. Yeah, that would be good. That would be good. I did think that when I was listening to it. I was like, oh, I wonder what it sounded like live. So yeah, they seem like kind of like a bottom of the hill kind of band. Yes, small club. I thought it would be so cool to see them in a small club. That's oh, what I was thinking. Oh, my goodness. Like, maybe a few years ago, they probably would have played at Gilman. I'm not yes. sure. Well, I don't know. They're probably too good for Gilman. <laughs> probably now, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> but, um, yeah, oh, 2021, the year concerts hopefully return. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, if you're into noisy, trashy kind of rock and roll, but with a little bit of articulation, you might like this album. And plus, it's short. Yeah, so you're not going to lose anything. 30 minutes. Yeah, (laughs) sometimes when you go through... (laughs) Right, exactly. Sometimes when you go through some of those 70s, 80s, and even 90s records, you're making a commitment. (laughs) I think we're getting spoiled here with this newer yeah. style of music. Short and sweet. Yeah, and that's what I liked about this album is short and sweet. Check it out if you want or if you can. I recommend it. 
Elaine has to give it a second listen through with at least earbuds. (laughs) (laughs) But it's on Spotify, so it's easy to get. It's on Spotify, so (laughs) it's pretty much free. That's how Elaine's listening to all this stuff. Yeah, look at me. Girl of the future. Yeah. Okay, okay. We're going to have to get through this, too. The name of the band is Stupid. You just got to get over the name of the band. You do. Because when Bart was like, it was on, he's like, who's this? With a little bit of interest. Because it it is. It catches you a little bit. And I said, Dope Body. And he's like, what a terrible name. And like, walked away. It's like, I know. I just said that. I said it so easily. I was like, oh, it's Dope Body. It's like, I don't know who they are. Like, I don't know. I'm saying like, I know who they are. But yeah, it's a terrible name. I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe they have a reason why they're calling themselves Dope Body. As a newcomer to their band and a kind of a new fan, I know the name sucks, but you should just get past it and roll through this album because it's only 30 minutes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that wraps it up. You could follow me on Facebook at Glitch Unicorn, or you find me on Instagram and Twitter as Glitch Unicorn. Also, I'm on Spotify, Glitch Unicorn. <laughs> You're on Spotify? How does that work? What do you mean? Like I can follow you on Spotify? Yeah, I have music on there. And then is it your music or is other people's it's music? It's my music. Oh, that's good. Don't yeah. <laughs> say it like that. <laughs> I didn't know. Can you make playlists, though? I should make playlists. Do you add these albums so people can keep track of what we've been listening to? You know, that's a good idea. I should probably do that. Maybe heck of cute. Yeah, Look at I'll you coming up with these oh ideas God. here. So cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm useless online. You can follow me at Instagram at sister.santos. All right. That wraps it up. See you next week. Bye.